0: From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. All right, well, where do we start? Do we have to start, Cole? I think we do.
1: Okay, I think we have to. I suppose we could talk about this. Worst performance by the Jaguars in the Doug Marone era without a doubt. Oh, there's no question. And and, uh, what's frustrating about it is what we're supposed to do well rushing the pass or getting after the quarterback, great coverage in the secondary, uh, run the football. We're not even close. Uh, we've lost our identity. Now, granted, it's we're 3-3, three and three, a lot of football left, but if we're just talking about yesterday, if we're just talking about recent Jaguar football in the last couple of weeks, we're not a very good football team right now, not even close. Yeah, you
0: know, so I, I think you can make a lot of apologies for the offense because – You're down to your third left tackle. You don't have your starting running back. You don't have your starting tight end. You don't have the guy who's supposed to be your lead wide receiver or your uh, your change of pace back. You have a lot of guys who are supposed to be weapons
1: for you, not in there. The defense is only missing one guy, basically, D.J. Hayden. And we give up 40 points to a team that offensively had really been struggling. And I'm not taking anything away from Dak Prescott and some of the skilled guys, Cole Cole Beasley. Uh, Their offensive line was impressive. Uh, We got after Dak Prescott a little bit. But the fact that he was mobile and got out of pocket and made some plays, uh, we really did nothing to, to, to stop them at all. So defensively, that is our strength. That is what we do, and yet we haven't done it the last couple of weeks. And interestingly enough, it's come against uh, two mobile quarterbacks. You talked about the identity, and it's not
0: just the identity of the defense, is it? The, the identity of the team, um, from a play-calling standpoint on offense, do they need to just go out there and say, hey, listen, we need to grind it out and need to play ugly Dare I say, Titans football uh, on offense until they can get guys like Fournette and some of these other guys back?
1: I think it's I think it's tough when you have an offensive line that's struggling. I go, what do, what do you call? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, y- you really can't do the power running game. You don't have your premier running back in there. Offensive line is struggling, uh, and yet you can't protect the passer. What do you call? Uh, you know, and and, and it's very di- it's very difficult offensively. There's just you don't have your guys in there, um, and Blake feels that he knows that. I've been in that situation as a quarterback where you think. Listen, if I don't have the five guys in front of me doing their job establishing the line of scrimmage and protecting the quarterback, uh, it's going to be a tough day. they got to figure out what to do uh, right in a, in a hurry.
0: It really underscores what Doug Marone talked about really from the end of last year all the way through the offseason, which is you start fresh every year. Just because you did it last year doesn't mean you're necessarily going to do it this year. The additions they made, though, to this team in the offseason, this is what worries me right now in addition to the injuries. Uh... They're big free agent signings. Andrew Norwell, right. Austin Safarian Jenkins, uh, Dante Moncrief. None of these guys, uh, Safarian Jenkins is injured. None of these guys are living up to the billing. Their draft picks, Taven Bryant, DJ Chark, Ronnie Harrison, their top three draft picks, haven't made much of an impact. So the guys that they added in the, in the offseason haven't done much. The guys they lost obviously aren't helping them. Um, this has not been the kind of continuation that a lot
1: of Jaguars fans hoped for and expected from last year. You're exactly right. And what, what bothers me more than that or concerns me more than that is the fact that we heard so much out of the locker room how good we were going to be. We, we heard 16-0. and 0. We heard we're going to the Super Bowl. We're the best team in football. We're the best defense in football. The problem is we all believed it. We had every right to believe it. We all believed that what happened last year, we would just build upon. No two teams are the same, even if they have the same uh, personnel within those teams. Right now, obviously, they're not going 16-0. They're not good. Their defense isn't very good at all. Statistically, still, you know, at, the, you know, at or near the top. Um, it's not a good football team right now, and so there's problems all over the place, which, are, uh, which, which is very frustrating. I think we're all surprised where we're at right now with only six games into the season. How do you fix it? Can you fix it right now? You can fix it, and you fix it by just focusing on one game. Uh, when you're in a bad, in a bad place uh, as a football team, you focus on one game. And that's beating the, the Houston Texans at home. Don't worry about anything else. You don't worry about anything after the Houston Texans. You focus on winning this football game because getting just a win fixes a lot of problems. And then after that, you focus on the next game. No time to think about the playoffs. No time to look at the standings. You think about beating the Texans, and that's it. Have they been doing too much talking? Do they need to talk less? I don't know if they can talk less. I think it's, that's, that's just what this team does. And it's not everybody. It's just, you know, it's five or six guys. Um, talking, less end zone dances, less uh, comments to the media I think would go a long way. We don't want to see how, we don't want to hear how good you are. We want to see how good you are and we need, you, we need to see a win, real quick. The game against the Texans is huge because you have already have a, a loss against
0: the Titans in the division. Yep. If you have another loss at home to Houston in the division, the team that's vying for this, they've won three straight, boy that really puts you behind the eight ball to win in the division.
1: It really does and, and uh, positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. See, so that's Nicole. what you're going with. I'm going with positive. I'm thoughts, switching sir? gears right now. Happy <laughs> thoughts. We're going to beat the Texans. Everything's not going to be okay, but it'll be. It'll certainly be better than it is right now.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's analysis. Analysis. Wistful thinking. <laughs> is right I don't now. Know. We'll, see that's how we'll see how it all. They are, too. Marquise Lee joined us this week on the Mark Brunel Show, uh, as he will throughout the course of the year. He and Miles Jack, of course, will sort of trade off weeks depending on schedules. Uh, One of the things we wanted to talk about, though, was looking ahead to the Houston Texans. So with Mark Brunell and Mark Lee, we started talking about how the Jaguars will try to defend the Texans offense, particularly in light of how similar the Texans are in a lot of respects to what the Dallas Cowboys want to do. Dak Prescott, mobile quarterback, guy who can move and throw this week, Deshaun Watson. Mobile quarterback, guy who can move and throw. You might see some similar kind of approaches against the Texans coming up this week. Jaguars, Texans, Titans, all three and three in the AFC South right now. Jaguars have already lost to the Titans, can't afford a loss against Houston. And a big part of that, of course, is stopping Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt,
1: who are healthy and starting to wreak havoc once again. This is the worst time to face those two, Clowney and Watt, of course. Um, I don't know if you can stop those two. I think you only hope to limit those guys. Um, But there has to be a game plan for those defensive ends. We mentioned it before. Whether it's putting a tight end uh, to their side, keeping them in and blocking using the backs, even maybe the receivers to, to chip a little bit, whatever it takes, but just to find a way to neutralize those guys because if they get to the quarterback, again, it's going to be very difficult for Blake Bortles to operate.
0: What do you think about when you go against a team that you know has got a, a big pass rush? As a wide receiver, what can you do?
1: Um, get open fast. Uh, that's really about it. Uh, get open fast, but, um,
0: I mean, you're going to have to use Moncrief in a, in a blocking game as far as chipping, like he said, as far as drive routes and things like that. You're going to have to put a shoulder on them. Um, they're two great guys. So At the end of the day, they get paid like we get paid, and they're trying to get to that quarterback.
1: And I think what's important, too, is, is, is I, I mentioned the game plan aspect of it. Get Bortles out of the pocket. You know, uh, If you're going to th- uh, call a pass, make sure it's quick one step off the gun, three step from under the center. Get that ball out of his hand. Make sure that Blake is on time, see in the field. You don't want the five step, the seven step, sitting in the pocket and just being a target for those guys. Blake also has to be very conscious of running lanes. And if there's nothing there, either check it down, get it out of your hands, or take off and go get some positive yards.
0: That's the Jaguars offense against the Texans defense. The other side of the ball, Jaguars defense could have a chance to get a little retribution this week. This could be a get healthy week against The Texans offense. Look at these numbers from the loss yesterday to Buffalo scored one touchdown two field goals 216 total yards three turnovers Three of 13 on third down one of four in the red zone seven sacks allowed of Deshaun Watson That's a good trend if you're the Jaguars defense
1: (laughs) Those numbers look great they look great, and, and I, I'm sure they, all, all the defensive guys, they, under, they know those numbers, they, they've looked at the film, they've studied that uh, film you know, through and through, but they still have to show up on Sunday. You know, um, We're a better team, we just have to go out there and show it.
0: And by the way, I should also add, they had those numbers against the Bills, one on a pick six. So the defense, if you don't turn the ball over, it's hard to win with those kind of uh, numbers. Jaguars need to take care of the football on Sunday against Houston to be sure. All right, well, a huge game for the Jaguars on Sunday against the Texans. If they lose, they will have loss at home to the other two contenders in the AFC South. That is a bad start. If they win, well, they're 4-3. and three. A lot of what's happened the last two weeks will be at least forgiven, if not forgotten. And they will be heading to London, a place where they play very well, with a chance to build a winning streak again. Boy, what a time this is in the season. I think it's one of the most pivotal games the Jaguars will play all year long. We'll know so much more about the direction of the Jaguars season and what they are going to be playing for based on what they do against the Texans on Sunday. Remember, you can always find Teal the Podcast under the sports tab of newsforjacks.com. For Mark Brunell, for Marquise Lee, I'm Cole Pepper. Thanks so much for listening to Teal the Podcast.